3: Before we jump into the week six breakdown, I want to tell you guys about a new show that is premiering on Blue Wire. Abner Mares is a world champion boxer, he's an Olympian, he's a sports commentator, and most importantly, he is a dad to two little girls. He is beloved by his fans, and he is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Merez, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man that he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, and they talk all different sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Merez wherever you get your podcasts, episodes in English out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Now let's get into the show.
2: What is up, Roto family. Welcome back to the On the Daily DFS Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at OnTheDailyDFS. DFS. You can find me at SalitoFF. FF, and of course, my fellow co-host at Matt Jones TFR and at TJ Calkins as well. We are here to take you game by game through the main slate for Week Six. This week, we lose the Raiders, Chargers, Saints, and the Seattle Seahawks to the bye week, and once again, we have a Monday double header leaving us with just 11 games on the main slate this guys it was another week where injured players created my lineups and as evidenced by conversation immediately before we went live did the same to one T.J. Calkins as well T.J. the guy who hurt me was one of the same that hurt you and that is Deontay Johnson for the second time this year really hurt lineups and for you I'm pretty sure you had him everywhere
1: Lock-buttoned him, so that was sad. And, you know, I I was even on record last week saying, hey, Claypool's a good pivot punt, you know, needs one touch to hit. Well, I just kind of went all in on Deontay and almost all in on Chark, and that was a bad combo to have. Yeah. Wide receiver sunk me.
2: (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll get into some, uh, some of those other plays as we go along. Uh, listen, my, my cash lineups, you know, my double-ups managed to still hit the mark. So that wasn't so bad, but there were some tournament lineups that would have definitely been helped by Deontay. And, and to see Chase Claypool go out and put up four touchdowns as a result. I mean, we'll get to his game when we get to the steals a little bit later. But, Maddie, uh you said it was your worst week of the year before we got on here. Let, let people know just how miserable it was for you
3: yeah I mean now that I'm thinking about it actually I think it might have been i think it might have been my worst week ever uh like ever ever um yeah wasn't was not was not great I talked myself into my cash lineup including uh, this is all these are all tinkers, like after twelve thirty I got off of Watson to get onto Dak. I decided that I needed to I, I couldn't I just couldn't miss out on the C E H game, uh, so I needed to needed to jam him in there, and uh, and Deontay was uh, was also there. So I'm uh, I'm smiling right now, but I was not smiling on Sunday.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what hurt me? There was the two players that I changed my voice on last week, Matt, that you picked up on, which were Todd Gurley and David Johnson. Uh, I ended up going away from Gurley and staying with Johnson, and it ended up being the wrong thing to do right so I think I had Todd Gurley in one of my 20 lineups after I sat here and he was a guy I brought up so I got to start to trust myself a little bit more because he ended up paying off he had his best day that we've seen probably in in two years um, and he looked decent I don't want to say he looks great he looked decent but guys listen week five's behind us thank we- God <laughs> We're rolling into week six. Are you sure it doesn't feel like it? It just no. feels like it's still EJ, I watching it hanging to, over my head here. I'm watching to take a deeper. Just breathe.
3: It's also weird because we had Tuesday night football and then there's no Thursday night game. Like this whole everything just seems like this week just seems very like topsy turvy. Like I think salaries came out later than usual. Like everything just seemed Everything just seems off right now. FanDuel can't even figure out like how to put live scoring up, but that's no, a whole nother no, conversation.
2: What a colossal mess that was, right? What would you guys rather? Would you rather end the week with a Tuesday game or begin the week with a Thursday game? Why can't we have both? But well, I, we, c- we could. It's just not when the Bills play in both of them, evidently. Honestly, I'd rather end it on Tuesday.
1: Hey, I, I think I like that better. What about you?
2: Yeah, well,
3: I, I could go either way.
2: For us East Coast guys, Matt, that seven o'clock start. I, it was eight thirty, and I was like, uh-huh. "It's only halftime." I thought the game yeah. would be starting at eight thirty, so it felt kind of weird. But like I said, guys, that that week is behind us. We're not going to see a Tuesday. We will see a Monday doubleheader. Let's roll into Week Six and see if we could put ourselves into the green. So the first game up, we have a, a fifty again. Some high fifties this week, more than ever. We're seeing games with totals of 50 plus points and we have the Texans and the Titans the the Tuesday night Titans who came back from COVID break to absolutely demolish the bills uh that game might have finished closer than it actually was no it didn't it was 42 to 16 it was ugly it was very brutal but let's let's jump in on the Texans who got their first win uh sans their old coach and the Sean Watson comes in at seven thousand dollars this week he jumps right into the thick of things uh, but he put up almost 30 points last week, uh, Matt. Is is Deshaun Watson a guy you feel is back to the guy we thought we'd see this year, or do you want to wait and see a little bit longer?
3: I mean, you you kind of had to see that coming just from like a, a narrative perspective. Um, the, the interesting thing to me has really been just the fact that he hasn't – really hasn't done much at all on the ground. Um, I guess week one he had a rushing touchdown – um, and he had two rushes last week for for like 25 yards but uh that has sort of been has sort of been missing from his game um either way um i really just end up picking my quarterbacks based on uh based on the stacks that i'm looking for and i don't know um with the with the number of lineups that i'm making i don't know if i'm going to be prioritizing uh you know like big stacks of him in my in my three entry max, but TJ might tell me that I'm, uh, I'm silly for, for not doing that. Thoughts.
2: (laughs) TJ doesn't want to tell you that.
1: Well, well, no, I, I I have a hard time. uh, I'm having a hard time with a coin flip here. And that is who's going to be the highest scoring quarterback in this game. And seeing as we have an 1100 price discrepancy, I think it's a very easy call and I'll probably be mostly off Watson, but, just for safety's sake, we'll play five to ten percent, maybe, but probably more in that five percent range.
2: Well, listen, before we get back to to the Texans side, let's let's go over to Ryan Tannehill, right? So Ryan Tannehill comes at fifty nine hundred dollars. He's probably one of the most logical plays at quarterback for price this week. Ryan Tannehill, since becoming the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Has an eleven and three record, exactly the same as Patrick Mahomes. He has thrown for seventy two less yards than Patrick Mahomes. He has thrown for three more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, and he has a higher QB rating. And he is so. If you're playing the Monday night slate, Mahomes comes in at seventy eight hundred dollars this week. The Tannehills fifty nine hundred. It's not a couple of games, guys. It's fourteen games. Uh, he's out from under Gase. He's performing well. And it's more than a trend at this point. It's it's something I think we have to look into. And at 5900 dollars I think he's severely underpriced on his slate. Matt, you like to go with the cheaper quarterbacks?
3: Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I think playing him uh with AJ Brown and running it back uh with with one of the receivers from from Houston is totally fine. It's a it's a heck of a lot cheaper. Um you know, it's like a lot cheaper than than a lot of stacks, and it he's shown that there's a ceiling there, so I'm I'm with it.
2: Yeah, and AJ Brown didn't miss a beat coming back, uh, stepped right in, looked very yeah. good, fifty six hundred dollars, and we'll only see that that role grow as weeks come. So I think it's a nice stack you could look at this week. Derrick Henry comes in at a lofty seventy three hundred dollars, but still not crazy. Um He's he survived on touchdowns last night, you know, and, and tossing. Um, J- Josh Norman to the ground, which got everybody all excited. But $7,300 against the 23rd ranked run defense, if you're going to pay up in cash, he's a guy you definitely have to consider on a weekly basis. Let's go back over to Brandon Cooks, uh, a guy I know gave me a zero the week before, gave plenty of people a zero the week before at 4000 dollars and i and i are shaking our
1: heads in unison while you're talking
2: (laughs) listen i i didn't go back to him did any either one of you guys go back to him this week no and he breaks the slate and he breaks the slate at 33.1 points 12 targets eight receptions 161 yards and a touchdown i had him in season long leagues which were nice but i had him in nowhere where it was making me money this week um you know you're not trying to get those stacks in there this week but uh matt but uh tj cooks and fuller fuller coming in at 6800 you getting either one of them in this week i mean
1: i'm absolutely this is going to be a very popular game and i think there's no way we walk away where no one from this game hits so i i think even if you're going to be underweight on the game you have to play the game and i like fuller more than cooks and i don't think that's really hot but i mean the recency bias and the cheaper price, I, I i guess Cooks is fine. It just feels as icky and gross as a play can feel. Uh, as far as the, the receivers there with Houston, and I said I'll play some Watson, but I'll definitely play more Tannehill. Those stacks with Houston, I probably want to run with Derrick Henry. We haven't had a Derrick Henry slate breaker yet this year. And let's be honest, like you said with Tannehill, it's 14 games. We had a sample size and we had it for the player, both the player and the team. So there were people shocked that they beat on Buffalo like they did. I mean, I certainly wasn't they arguably have been the best team in football since Tannehill took over a quarterback. So we've seen what Derrick Henry does, and in those games, Tannehill generally doesn't hit the same way. So Henry with Watson makes perfect sense. And then with Watson with stacks, single double, whatnot, that's the avenue to attack in this game, I believe. Otherwise, guys uh if you're playing tank either naked i think you play him naked no problem he's a guy you can see having three rushing touchdowns and just no one else hitting but uh as far as this game goes if i'm playing tanny i'm gonna play some naked and just some single stack with uh variance on having any opposing stack game stack
2: very interesting very well coached team uh they can't get the COVID protocols down, but as far as getting, you know, that team properly prepared on the field, Vrabel does a great job every week. All right, let's head over to the surprising Cleveland Browns, surprising to our TJ Calkins, Cleveland's own TJ Calkins. They are taking on the Steelers. This will be a definite proving ground for the Browns. Okay, they beat some teams that we thought they weren't going to beat the last couple of weeks. The Steelers are good. I don't like to ever admit that because it's probably the team I like the least in the NFL, the Steelers. But here's another big number. At 51, um, it's it's a four-point spread in the Steelers' favor. Listen, guys, Kareem Hunt at $6,900 against Pittsburgh's sixth-ranked run defense is probably a, a, a matchup people are going to steer clear of. But listen, Miles Sanders on 11 carries last week put up 80 yards and two touchdowns on this defense. There's no doubt that Kareem Hunt is getting the volume. Okay. All the, the Ernest Johnson people who picked them up and thought they'd slide them in there and be cute, which I was one in some season long leagues didn't get what they wanted. It's the Kareem hunt show until Nick Chubb comes back. So Matt, would you be scared away from the, from the Pittsburgh defense this week with Hunt, or Is it just, he's going to get the the volume and you plug him in?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big matchup guy. Uh, I, you know, you just sometimes just got to play the, play the right guys, you know, and, uh, Kareem hunt is getting, uh, even in, um, you know, a a game like, like last week where you figure, you know, it's, it's relatively close. He's going to, he's going to get a few targets here and there, uh, and they're going to run the ball with him. If they get a lead, they're going to just take the air completely out of the ball. Um, and give him a ton of uh, a ton of rushes they they've run two-thirds of their plays with the lead the Browns and they uh have a 40-60 uh pass run split when they have the lead uh so they're not shy about giving the ball to their running backs and uh, and Kareem Hunt is gonna see uh, a huge chunk of that work so um yeah I mean I I think that he has uh, a reasonable floor despite what people will tell you about the matchup and um i'm fine with it
1: yeah i'm pretty sure we saw the floor game last week i believe he was over 18 dk and he lost fourth quarter time yep you know he, he got tweaked and uh, he hit but he didn't smash he's truly good smash and like you said matt it's the role i mean the matchup isn't perfect but so what you know targets are going to be targets and and you're looking at running backs, goal line carries and targets. That's that's where the money is. And he's going to get all of it. So I absolutely love Kareem Hunt in this game. And I'll send it back to Sal. I'm sure he wants to lead into Pittsburgh. or If there's anything else on Cleveland here.
2: Well, yeah, I'll get to Pittsburgh in a second. But listen, Travis Fulham. Fulham is the G silent. He had 10 for 152 and 1 last week against this Steelers defense. Landry comes in at $4,900, okay? Uh, He's not usually the big play guy, but at $4,900, there are weak spots in that secondary to be found. Um, Listen, OBJ is OBJ, and he's going to hit in those random games that he hits in. But at $6,400, he's much more expensive than Landry. So before we move to Pittsburgh, guys, is Landry a guy you want to get into lineups at such a reasonable price this week?
3: You almost did the uh, you almost did the girly voice on. uh, (laughs) It's close. It's close. I wasn't still. Jarvis Landry. (laughs) Um. Yeah. I think that's fine. I mean. Um. Like I'm still chasing that dragon. I've I've punted off enough money (laughs) off of uh, off not playing Jarvis Landry. Like why not another week? Um. Yeah. I mean the the price is is totally reasonable um i think it really depends on how you think the game goes if you think that they're that they're going to fall behind and they're going to be forced to pass a little bit more than they probably want to um then i think that's fine like he's had six targ- six or more targets in 3 of their 5 games so far so it's not like he's not seeing the volume um you know he's he's getting like 20% of the team's targets. So if they have to throw a bunch, that is, that's going to be fine. But if they somehow get a lead and <laughs> you're probably looking at like four targets, <laughs> so it, it really depends on the, the flow of the game. Um, but I think that this should be competitive. And I think that it, it would be reasonable to see him get like a, a seven or eight target game. And at that price, why the hell not?
2: Yeah, so let's get over to that Pittsburgh. TJ, do you want that one? No. All right, well let's get over. to I have the- a take here, and I, I,
1: I I'm not loving Landry. Uh, he definitely
2: had his
1: biggest usage game of the season last week. He saw nine targets, which, uh, if you were watching the game, it didn't feel like it. But that just tied OBJ. OBJ also had nine. Uh, Landry, he stone handed consecutive passes. I mean, two passes hit him right in the hands. Drops you don't see Landry make. It was kind of wild to see. You know, it just you watch games and you just expect certain guys to do certain things properly and then other guys to do things improperly. But with Landry, you're not expecting those balls that hit him in two hands and he drops them. That happened twice. And now we're seeing he's already on the injury report with multiple injuries. OBJ is not. If there's a Browns receiver I want to play this week, it's going to be OBJ over Landry.
2: What we'll we hear in front of Cleveland fan himself, right there. But let's get into that aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers offense with the aforementioned Chase Claypool. Uh, listen, he comes in at $5,200, which is cheaper than what we were looking at for Deontay Johnson. So, TJ, does he qualify as an all caps play against the 27th ranked? Wide receiver defense this year?
1: Well, uh, no, under any circumstance, no. I mean, he's going to be a sound play, but there's a huge variable: is Deontay going to play? He was, as you mentioned, Claypool's fifty two hundred, which is dirt cheap considering the role he'll have if Deontay doesn't play. If Deontay plays, I don't know if you noticed, he's forty nine hundred. <laughs> I don't care. I tell you what? I, I kind of wrote him week. off. I mean, Juju's a wide receiver three on that team now.
2: That's crazy. I mean, write that down.
1: It's over. He's a wide receiver three on that team. If Deontay plays at 4,900, I will absolutely lock him again. I'll play 150. I'll play as many lineups as I have to make, and I'll put him in every last one of them. And if he gets hurt again in the first quarter, I'll just come back here and cry again next week.
2: It seems like good therapy.
1: Matt, where you at, buddy?
3: You're muted. You're muted. I pretty much agree with all that. I think that it's just... I just think it's going to end up being whack-a-mole every week with this with this team. I think it's going to go... Uh, you know, like... Whatever you want to say about Juju. Like, there are going to be Juju weeks. Um, and I don't feel confident uh, saying that I know which is which. Is which. So... Um, yeah, I mean, if if Deontay plays uh, with no injury designation and he's 4,900, I'm obviously going to play him again, but um, I'm not going to like it.
2: <laughs> yeah, tread lightly, tread lightly. <laughs> All right, guys, let's. Uh, the last person I'll mention, Eric Ebron, comes in at $4,100 again. Uh, if you're looking for not a total punt play at tight end, it's still a de- you a know, decent amount of money. We'll get to some other guys. I feel who are punt plays this week that are worthy at much cheaper prices, but Ebron is a guy who's he's getting work there, so it's something to look at. Um, let's head over to the the Ravens. There's and the- hold on, there's an Ebron
1: joke to make here. I, I've been <laughs> to the truth through his whole career, but uh, we have to note he has a hand injury, and if his hands get worse, we have a problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So let's head over to the Ravens and the Eagles at a 47.5 over under the number. Uh, Lamar Jackson comes in at $7,700. Uh, he's just the 11th best quarterback on the fantasy football season overall so far. We have not seen an MVP game yet out of him. Matt, is uh, is it possible? I mean, of course it's possible, but. Are you expecting it? You, you, you're not going to pay up for him. I know that's not your forte, but could you see where maybe I think he's playing um, tense and tight. I think he's trying to live up to what he did last year, and he's not relaxed. That's what I'm seeing weekly. But what is your opinion, Matt?
3: Yeah, I mean on on both sides of this game, you have you have offenses that for a variety of reasons, uh, you know, obviously Philly is uh, a, sort of a different a different animal with all the injuries that they've sustained and everything. But you're just looking at two teams that haven't really figured it out this year. Like they, they don't look like in the flow of, of an offense. Like they just, neither team looks like they're like doing what they want to be doing. Um, This game also projects to be uh, pretty slow. It looks like, uh, like one of the bottom two uh neutral situation pace games. And that's something that I'm kind of not terribly interested in. So I could see stacking Lamar with, with Andrews. Um, I feel like that'll be, you know, compared to what, what our expectation was coming into the year. I think that it's going to be way more contrarian than, than we probably would have thought it would be coming into the year. Um, and like, he's kind of the, the only guy, like the backfield's a mess. Um, I guess you could you could take a flyer on Brown, um, but like th- th- those are your only options to play with Lamar. Um, there, there's just there's not a whole lot else there to love, um, and you're you're paying for those guys, so you really have to uh, you have to make a decision and find some value elsewhere.
2: Yeah, if you're going to pay up for one of the two of them, I think it makes the most sense to pay up for for Mark Andrews, right? He's going. It's the 30th ranked tight end defense, and we saw our lowly Tyler Higby put up three touchdowns on his defense this year. And two weeks ago, we saw the the George Kittle monster 15, uh, 15 reception, 183-yard touchdown game against this defense. So it, I, they're both at 6,500, and Brown has been uh, coming along. He got his first touchdown a week ago. He saw his most targets on the season a week ago. And he does have three 75-yard-plus games uh, this year, but still if I was going to pay for either one of them it would be Andrews. Uh, TJ, what's your opinion?
1: You're dead on there, brother. I mean, uh, we know that Ph- <laughs> Philly just had no, no, no answer for Kittle whatsoever. And granted, Andrews is kind of a different player. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think he's also an exceptional player, but a different player. But it, it, the, Andrews is literally the only player on Baltimore I want to play at all. And if you're already paying up for Andrews, it just really becomes a weird lineup if you try to pay up for Lamar as well. So, for stacking purposes, I don't think it works. I don't really want to do it, but I'll definitely have a a good bit of Andrews this week where I'm paying up at tight end.
2: So we spoke before, um, Matt. You said you don't really look at matchups if the volume is right and the player is right, and and that brings us to Miles Sanders, who comes in at sixty six hundred dollars, and he's he, he's become matchup proof in, in my opinion. He stepped up into that upper echelon of running backs, and at sixty six hundred dollars, it's a really a nice price. Um, he put up twenty three point nine a week ago in, in what was considered a tough matchup. So, uh, cash lineups is Miles Sanders a guy you'd like to? Uh, put in there man
3: um yeah I'll, I'll definitely i'll definitely have him uh in uh you know like a, a three max lineup or two not not entirely sure uh necessarily for cash just because i'm not uh i don't know I, I think there's a couple i think there's really like two different cash builds that that are sort of feasible right now and having having a $6,600 running back in the middle of that is really great in one and really awful in the other. (laughs) Um, So you kind of have to decide which way you're going to go. If you're going to get a little bit cheaper and get a little crazy, uh, or if you want to uh, just, you know, just like pay up for for the the stud guys. Um, But like he's, he has the seventh highest opportunity share. He's fourth in snap share among running backs. Like he's actually on the field the whole time. Uh, he's going to continue to get work as long as he's healthy um and yeah i mean i'm i'm perfectly perfectly fine playing the only like functioning part of the Eagles offense right now
2: <laughs> yeah that's a mouthful because Zach ertz who's who's down at five thousand dollars which is kind of crazy you don't picture him down there but he, he's earned that five thousand in fact he hasn't earned to be that high is the problem i i don't have yeah, any named. notes I don't have any notes next to his name. I just have the green emoji where the guy looks like he's getting sick. That's all I put down.
3: Yeah, for, don't worry. He, he, he was in my cash lineup too, so it was it no. was totally fine.
2: Oh, my God. TJ, before we move out of this game, uh, we brought up Travis Fulham before, $4,400. I think this is a, a sucker bet where people go back to him this week. It's not a, a good matchup for him, and I don't picture him get, putting up anything near – uh, those numbers last week. So uh, for $4,400, it's still not a guy you want to get in this week. What's your opinion?
1: No, I tend to agree with that. Um, he, I don't think you can completely fade him, especially after the volume you saw last week. I mean, anyone can hit with that kind of volume. But he, be, you know, being priced at 4400 that's fine too. You can't be without him if you're making one fifty. You can take a stand if you're making twenty. I I would say don't take that stand. Play a little bit, but if you really want a leverage play on Philly, Greg Ward is still. He still saw five targets last week. He's cheaper. Um, Obviously, we're assuming Djax is out here because I don't know. The corpse of Djax is out every week, and even if he isn't, he ends up being out during the game. But yeah, Sanders he had all that usage the first two first two games second two games it kind of kind of quelled a little bit as they tried to get other players involved and you're 100 right on Ertz looks not right i mean he's definitely not right and i don't believe he's the tight end one on that team anymore but we won't find out until uh goddard is no longer injured it just feels like a gross spot and with the way wentz has been running the ball I only want to play Wentz naked or Wentz with Ward in just a handful of lineups, and I'll end my Eagles uh, diatribe.
2: Yeah, and it looks like the team itself feels like he's no longer the number one tight end, which is why they've they've held out from the contract. They're so decimated with injuries too. Like this is
1: still just a shell of what they're going to be in say two months. You know, Did I, I-, I really? Th-
2: I, I tell you guys, my one uh, my one big claim to fame this year was I put a, a twenty dollar bet on Wentz to rush for the first touchdown of the game uh, on that Sunday night game, and he, it hit for five hundred eighty dollars on the twenty dollar bet. So that was that's my that's my one big uh, payoff so far this year. But I'll take it. I like finding those those random tight end scores. All right, guys, let's move on to the Washington football team taking on the, the New York Giants. Maddie's own New York Giants. With a with a total of forty three, guys. Kyle Allen at fifty one hundred dollars. He didn't manage to rush for a touchdown before leaving with a shoulder injury. This kid finally gets a chance to get into a game. He gets banged up. We saw uh, Alex Smith come in and not look great, but it was great to see I, if if nothing else this past weekend. That was the most fun thing to watch, but I don't think this is a place where you want to save money uh, and get Kyle Allen into a lineup. I don't, I don't know if either one of you guys have an opinion on it, but uh, when I get to you, you could get to that. But Antonio Gibson at $5,500 had his lowest score since week one. And he showed up on the injury report on Wednesday with a toe issue. So this is something you should definitely be keeping an eye on. He went up, uh, $500 this week from where he was last week off of not a good performance. And I did mention last week uh, J.D. McKissick and J.D. McKissick cutting into the targets, which would not completely make Gibson a bad play, but would limit his actual ceiling. And listen, McKissick at $4,400, he saw eight targets last week. He caught seven of them, and he actually out, ended up outscoring Gibson for the week. I'm not telling you to play McKissick unless – For some reason, Gibson is ruled out of this game because there are points to be scored against this Giants defense. So McKissick at 4,400, in my opinion, guys, is a player to be looked at should Gibson be ruled out. Uh, Matt, what is your opinion on that?
3: Yeah, I think that's fine. I I weathered the – I weathered the Kyle Allen injury and the only slate I cashed on was the early slate with, uh, with a Kyle Allen Gibson stack. So that was, I felt like I kind of got some, uh, some sclancy bucks back uh, on that one. So that kind of helped. Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, look, you're, you're right in that, uh, you know, McKissick is also seeing targets, but like, you know, Gibson was only on the field for 30 snaps and he saw 16, uh, 16 opportunities, he saw 11 rushes and five targets. Um, I, I do think that he, uh, you know, if, if he could just, you know, God forbid he stay on the field, uh, he, <laughs> they want to use him, um, but, yeah, I mean, McKissick has, has eight targets uh, in each of the last two weeks. Like, it, it, you can't just be like, nah, we're good. If Gibson's out, like, I'm definitely going to have way too much of, of McKissick. Uh, and uh, we can, you know, we can replay this clip next week uh, <laughs> when when I'm saying how I had my worst, my next worst DFS week ever.
2: <laughs> you know, listen, consistency, consistently beating your worst week is probably not, what you want is a successful yeah. DFS player, but hey, there is something to be said for consistency. TJ uh, Terry McLaurin is at fifty seven hundred dollars. It seems like a steal. He's coming off of a bad game, uh, not a good game, not his fault, <laughs> more than likely. There's the a QP uh, merry go round right now. But um, is he? A, I know how much you like him. Is he a guy you want to get back in there fifty seven hundred? I don't know that this. The Giants have actually done a good job against the passing game this year, so. I, I don't know if it's a glowing matchup.
1: yeah, um I'm definitely gonna play him. I'm not gonna come close to locking him, and I'm not gonna come close to fading him. He's just a good enough play that you have to have exposure to, but not someone that you're you're gonna consider you know going overweight on heavily or not someone you're going to fade completely. As far as the rest of the people in this game, let me go back to Gibson. I understand uh he's got a high opportunity to share there but we were talking about running backs before and goal line carries and targets. And uh, I think Gibson is getting both. And we're looking at a spot where they have a real shot to be playing from ahead against this giants team. And if he's getting those carries, then he's the guy I want, especially the goal line carries. And if he's out, I want Peyton Barber over McKissick. Uh, I know that's (laughs) really gross, but I don't think there's a true ceiling for McKissick. You know, he just gets those dump offs. And I guess if you're looking for a floor play, he's probably sound with that. And it's also worth noting he's had that little target spike the last couple of weeks while the tight end Logan Thomas has gone down. I don't know if that's going to be a consistent theme, but I think uh, that could easy be, easily turn out being just a two-game variance thing.
2: I think this is the first time in, in six weeks – that I did not write Logan Thomas down. I, I I'm done. I quit him. I was on him, but you know, as I said last week, Trey Burton is my new, is my new thing. He's my new it thing. There's another tight end later. I'm going to bring up that uh, I'm liking the upswing on.
3: I just, I also just want to say before this, before we move off this game, the giants have lost to Nick Mullins. They have lost to Andy Dalton. There's a zero percent chance that they're beating Kyle Allen. It's <laughs> it's just not in their DNA. They lose to backup quarterbacks like it's their job. It's this is the easiest uh, easiest money line play you'll ever uh, you'll ever find in your life.
2: <laughs> well, I, I guarantee.
1: I think that takes us off from McKissick. That was easy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
2: before we do jump out of here, we just a to touch on a Giants side. The only two people I think you're looking at again it's Slayton and Ingram. Again, listen, Ingram, oddly enough, had uh, more carries than receptions last week. He had two carries in this game, but he did rush for a touchdown, which uh, just really threw a lot of people off, especially the people Thanks, who threw, <laughs> threw Devonta Freeman in there. But um yeah. Washington He's is a bottom three tight end defense. So if you're looking for someone at $4,900, it's probably kind of pricey for Ingram uh, right now. But Slayton had the game that we thought he would he didn't find the end zone but um uh, Daniel Jones to
3: throws to him <laughs> yeah. Daniel Jones is allergic to passing touchdowns that's
2: it <laughs> Fuck, that's <laughs>
3: great. I hate him I hate him so much well,
2: we're, we're gonna move on to the Falcons and the Vikings um wow uh so you were a few weeks in here we've gotten rid of some of TJ's most hated coaches. Uh, Dan Quinn is finally not a coach in the NFL, and I'm not sure that he will ever get a head coaching who's, job again.
3: Who's left, TJ? Who, who else are we winning? Lynn and Carroll. Pete Carroll. Lynn Carol, man.
1: Well, yeah, thanks, Russ. I mean, you're too good <laughs> to get this asshole fired.
2: <laughs> Listen, it's it's uh, we're going to miss that Seattle team. This week, um, it's that they've been putting up the points. We're not going to get them this week. But, hey, at least we get out of the way and we have them the rest of the way after this. So listen, Matt Ryan is somebody you should not have anywhere near lineups ever. I can't believe they're still charging you $6,600 for this guy. It's just been so brutal to watch. But Calvin Ridley uh, showed back up this past week. Hey, listen, he is the second highest priced wide receiver on a slate now that Devontae Adams is healthy at 8000 But I mean, you can't argue with the numbers. It's been only one bad week, but he's been putting up, you know, numbers in the thirties consistently now. Julio is not practicing again. Uh, They're probably going to go slow with Julio. I I don't know what to expect there. Uh, Matt, do you want to pay up for Ridley? Is that just too much? Seventy eight hundred dollars in this offense.
3: I mean, no, it's not too much. Like it again, it's the same the same story as last week. Like the. They just are refusing to to price anybody up. Like you can you can pretty reasonably fit um, you know multiple of the of the top priced guys at each position um, because they you know wh- who's the who's the most expensive guy on the main slate Adams?
2: Yeah, healthy. Most expensive healthy guy is Adams. Yes,
3: right? like it, it's just you you can do whatever you want. Like Ridley at seven thousand eight hundred for the ceiling that, um, that he's provided so far, like how, how could you, how could you say that you don't want to play him? Um, I mean, besides the, the Matt Ryan, <laughs> the Matt Ryan part of the equation. Um, but either, either way, he's still been doing this with a, uh, a, a pretty, pretty poor quarterback play. So, um, if he's going to keep seeing double digit targets when he's healthy, which he has in, in four of the five weeks, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna keep finding ways to uh, to fit him in, whether that's just a cheap defense or a cheap tight end. Like it, that's all you need to do. You have to make one uh, one punt decision to to fit him in, and and then you're fine. What about you, TJ? I know you're not a Ridley guy.
1: I'm not, and you know, just looking at what he's done. Obviously, the ceilings there, the multiple touchdown games are a true possibility. But I think to pay this price for him, you're essentially counting on that multiple touchdown game. Uh, You look at uh, three games ago, not the dud game, but uh, I believe it was like five for 110 uh, against Chicago. Penny 7,800 and getting that return, you are not ahead of the field. You're behind the field getting that. You need at least a score and that bonus. And granted, I'll give you, it's probably likely those Minnesota corners are trash. But if they uh, they kind of roll some coverage with the safeties, it's dicey. and I don't I don't have a pivot to go off of. I think Ridley's fine enough, I guess. I just I, I guess I just feel like I can do better with the salary than paying the 7800 for Ridley. Where are you at Sal? So?
2: Yeah, I've, I you know what I seemingly have never been a Ridley guy. He's one of those guys who I keep not playing anywhere. I never draft him. And season-long leagues, I own him in zero dynasty leagues, so it's a guy that slips past me. It's no doubt that the numbers are there. Like like Matt said, the the floor is is really solid. It's just somebody I always seem to scroll past. So I'd probably lean a little bit more towards you, TJ, and especially since we have some reasonably priced wide receivers on this slate, Um, as we referred to him last week as Oz from the ATL. He did not live up to the the pop game that we hoped at three thousand. Uh, but listen at $3,200. Is he this week's Brandon Cooks? Is he the guy who a lot of people are going to go away from and might actually, if Julio Jones doesn't play, mind you? Because it looks like Gage's role has kind of fallen back from what it was the first couple of weeks. Uh, Matt, do you think there's a shot that he could be the surprise player this week?
3: I mean, I am not, I'm not paying. Uh, american dollars to find out
2: <laughs> i'm with you i kind i kind of felt i mean I, I was trying to lead you there but I, I felt the same way but so uh todd Gurley at 6300 dollars is probably now getting priced a little bit too high 5700 it was cute last week 6300 uh like like tj says he's got to get you two touchdowns to uh return value on that
1: Play Gurley one more time this year. Next time they play Carolina,
2: <laughs> that's it. Play everybody against Carolina when you when you when you got a running game for sure. Hayden Hurst missed practice on Wednesday with a back issue. That's something to keep an eye on. That could make some of the other targets in this offense a little bit more viable. Let's shoot over to the uh, Viking side where the Vikings have actually started to become a, a worthwhile team to play in in fantasy again. Uh, I don't know if you're going to go with Kirk Cousins. I mean, he comes in at $6,100 It's the 27th ranked quarterback defense. I mean, you could do worse on this slate, Matt is Kirk Cousins do anything for you.
3: I mean, whatever. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. Like I'm not going to play Kirk Cousins. Um, The, the thing that I just, I like if my son wasn't asleep right above uh, where I'm recording right now that I would be screaming about is like, Alexander Madison is $7,200 and they have the audacity to price Aaron Jones at 7,600. Like I just literally cannot figure out what the hell is going on at DraftKings HQ when they're making these prices. Like it has to just be those like toy monkeys that crash the symbols together, just like accidentally banging on keys. Like there's no other explanation for this. It's, like, completely ridiculous. At, like, 70, like, what? What is happening right now? Like, well, <laughs> why?
2: why? Remember, Kareem Hunt was $6,600. <laughs> Kareem Hunt, well, like, a proven running back in this league, who's done it this year.
3: Right. And, like, and even before Chubb, like, he he at least had a role, right? Like, Madison has been on the field for, like, 10 to 15 snaps at the most all year until last week. And that's only because Cook got hurt and they ran 87 plays. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just super, super frustrating. Um, But I am curious to see where Madison's ownership uh comes in at, at that point, because I mean, I... I would love, I would love nothing more than to than to fade a high owned Alexander Madison at seventy two hundred dollars. <laughs> what about you, TJ? What are you doing with the Vikings? I, I don't, I have no interest. I think yeah, this total I, is ridiculous. I don't think that there's any way it gets to fifty five.
1: Why? With Atlanta, all things are
2: possible.
1: <laughs> I don't care if Quinn's going or not, That
3: defense is still a pile of
1: trash. You know, it's, it's just like probably a, probably a whatever pace. Too, you know?
3: You know, it, it, they're they're not going to run a ton of plays. They don't real like. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see fifty five here. There there are multiple games on the slate that I think would would be more high scoring than this.
1: I think you're right that if Madison is going to have ownership, then he's a perfect fade. I mean, uh, almost almost must fade as opposed to paying that price. But the Minnesota passing game. Hey, I, I don't mind Cousins, man. I'm fine with that. Thielen is pricey, but. uh I would take him even up over Ridley this week in that same game. And the one player that jumps out, I mean, we've been talking about tight ends against these Falcons. This is it. That's Irv the one, Smith man. is men price. He's 2,500.
2: 2,500, 72.7% so, of the pass plays he ran routes on last week, and he caught four for 64.
1: And, I mean, if we're, I mean if we're doing, like, opponent – this opponent basically mixed martial arts, Matt, that we do in different another sport that, that translates to about 48 points against the uh Falcons. If my math is
2: correct. <laughs> well, they've given up seven touchdowns to tight ends this year. I mean, they've given up touchdowns to that position. He had two uh plus 20 yard receptions last week, big plays, and and Kyle Rudolph's on the field more, but to block at this point. So, yeah, the earthsmith was my. My Trey Burton of this week, and I, I know we uh, we got Matt, we got you to put him in a lineup, Trey Burton, last week. It wasn't terrible. We'll get to that game in a second. He wasn't terrible. But, yeah, if I'm if I'm looking for a minimum play at tight end, I could definitely do a hell of a lot worse than Irv Smith Jr., just to, to tack on to what TJ said. Two back-to-back 29-point weeks for Adam Thielen. So if a little bit cheaper than Ridley, he's putting up similar numbers the last couple of weeks.
1: And here's the thing on Smith, though. If we get a script where the Vikings are ahead, well, then the guy we faded, Madison, he's going to smash. And Irv Smith's going to do nothing. So, you know, the, the Vikings are a fairly easy team to track when they're playing with the league, which I know is rare.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, Maddie, take it away, sir.
3: Yeah. I want to tell you guys about our two sponsors for tonight. Our first one is a familiar one, Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. They're going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. You got game spreads, you got totals, you have team and player props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures. You just need to head over to betonline.ag and use promo code BlueWire. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline are your online sports book experts. And our other presenting sponsor tonight is Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because they get you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account whenever you need to, and there are no long-term contracts. You have sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire Uh, than the competitors. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through the end of 2020. All right, let's... uh let's, let's keep going with a glorious
1: special attention to that last ad read.
3: Yeah, they got uh they they, they definitely have a uh, quite the search on their hands. I'm sure some people that listen to this show think that they could coach uh better than Dan Quinn.
2: <laughs> um me? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, let's get back into the games. We are now going to go to the Detroit Lions taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another high total 54. Point five in this game. Listen, uh, there's going to be points scored in this game. Evidently, Vegas believes that, and they're usually right. Usually, so another cheap quarterback option this week at sixty-three hundred dollars is is Matt Stafford. Uh, he's got his weapons back. Everybody's pretty much healthy there now. So, uh, TJ, is Matt Stafford a guy at sixty-three hundred dollars? You'd be consider you'd consider getting into lineups this week.
1: Yeah, he's just okay. I I mean, I would play him, not really excited about it. Uh, I do want the Detroit passing game, at least one piece. I want the best piece. I want Galladay. I think he's going to absolutely smash this week. Uh, He should be completely healthy. He should have full roll. That means double-digit targets. That means a touchdown or two, and that means likely a DK bonus. I think it's as simple as that. Uh, Galladay is going to be a guy I am extremely overexposed to this week. What about you, Matt?
3: Yeah, I will, I will have Galladay in every, uh, every one of my lineups. Probably accompanied with, uh, you know, maybe maybe one lineup with Stafford and say I don't know, maybe maybe like Chark on the way back. Um, but definitely going to have a fair bit of of Kenny G.
2: Yeah, T.J. Hawkins it's a nice uh, nice matchup at a fifty three hundred dollars. Uh, probably priced a little too high for. Uh, for him because he's kind of sort of touchdown dependent to get those numbers. So while he's played better this year, 5,300, is a little bit too much. Let's go over to the Jacksonville side. James Robinson at 6,800, 6,800 dollars had a downish game for the fantasy football community, but uh, he's got a good match up here. What we should be looking at is his usage. And while he he's, we talked all beginning of the season about him getting all the carries the last three weeks, he's got six, four or five receptions. So he's starting to see plenty of targets and receptions now. So he's a guy at $6,800, probably still priced pretty well in a good matchup, TJ.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, I, I worry if you just watch the descending point totals each week uh, and more targets, whether the team is just falling off a cliff and, and, he kind of needs those carries, those rushing touchdowns to truly keep hitting. And maybe as a rookie in the league, and he could be plateauing. It's a real worry, I guess. But it doesn't take away from the fact that he is a great play this week, and he's the best player on the jet, best play on the Jags. But uh, you mentioned Shark, Matt. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, that ankle, I think, is a problem. And uh, from what I understand, he could miss more than one game. Uh, maybe I missed a more recent report, but I'm worried about Shark. And with that being the case, I think Keelan Cole comes into play.
2: Yeah, it's a new injury, the ankle injury. He, you know, When he missed that Thursday night game, it was a, a chest injury a couple of weeks ago. So now this is a whole different injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. Keelan Cole was the guy that stepped in that night, uh, who got a ton of targets, just couldn't catch them that night. So let's hope – that he's got that out of his system because that would be a real nice play. Um, I was going to bring up Lavisca Chanault, the other rookie in this offense at fifty two hundred dollars. Listen, he's not, hasn't had the big big game yet. He does have back to back fourteen point weeks without a touchdown. So if he can continue that production and find the end zone, he could really pay off nicely, Matt. Uh, what are your feelings on the receivers in Jacksonville?
3: Yeah, I mean my my season long team certainly hope that that Visca starts finding the end zone. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I definitely, definitely miss the, that chart didn't practice at all today. Um, I, I mean, it's Wednesday night, so we'll see, we'll see how that progresses or if that progresses. But, uh, if he doesn't play, then I would definitely, uh, I would definitely lean towards getting, uh, you know, playing Visca as like a correlation play with, uh, like a Stafford Galladay stack type of thing. That's, that's where I would go.
2: All right, well, let's hit the Bengals and the Colts. Uh, Colts, I I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say are probably the best defensive team in the league so far this year. Uh, been very impressive, and the Bengals are coming off of a game where we saw Joe Burrow put up a six point three uh, last week. So if you tried to go sneaky, thinking, hey, it's you know it's not a bad matchup with the Ravens as it may seem, and and he's going to put up some points. Well, it did not happen. Um, I know that uh, I, I was looking at T Higgins in some spots and it wasn't a terrible game, but it wasn't anything to help us win any big money. So uh, even Mixon who had the, the slate breaking biggest game of the year for a running back, maybe outside Aaron Jones, uh two weeks ago, came back to earth, plenty of, plenty of touches, plenty of volume, plenty of targets, but just n- n- no, no, no numbers to speak of. So I- I'm personally probably off of the Bengals this week, guys. Is is there anybody on the Bengals? That you uh, you want to get in the lineups this week?
3: I think I'm just going to lock in AJ Green and call it a day. You oh know, boy.
2: <laughs> <Just> threw up <laughs> in my mouth a little bit.
3: No, I mean, if anybody, I, I would I would likely uh, likely play Boyd, but I don't. Um, I'm not like making a concerted effort to get there.
2: What does I'm TJ just, have uh, to say about Boyd? <clears throat> Oh, not only am
1: I passing on the Bengals, I'm just passing on this game period. I mean, the Colts defense—I'll pay up for that. That's fine, but that's literal it for me. Uh, are you playing anyone south
2: Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I go back to Burton at 3100. He saw six targets last week. He caught five of them. And uh, Mo Ali Cox is banged up with a knee issue and probably uh, at risk to not playing this game. And I, Doyle doesn't scare me, so that might be that's the completely only completely
1: Fair on Burton. I mean, that's my bad. I just was eager to move past this game,
2: sir. <laughs> well, listen, let's go. Let's get past it because we have some more intriguing games to get to, and I don't know that the Bears or the Panthers are that game at a forty-four point five total. But we, it's here. It's on the slate. We got to talk about it. Um, I don't think you're playing Nick Foles at fifty-eight hundred dollars. I think the interesting play here, because um, as TJ said before, play play your your running backs against the Carolina Panthers is David Montgomery at fifty-eight hundred dollars. Goes against this poor uh, Carolina defense. And with Tariq Cohen out last week, he he got eight targets and he caught seven of them for 30 yards. Not, big, not a big yardage total on the receptions, but seven points in receptions. And he did find the end zone carrying a ball. So uh, Matt Montgomery seems like a really good priced guy to get into your lineups this week.
3: Yeah, I think I think you could probably uh, probably make an argument for including him in a cash build. Um, you know, if if they're going to if they're going to keep throwing it to him, then that's a totally different ball game than the, the beginning of the year. The first couple weeks, he was only seeing like two or three targets. And now he's seen, you know, at least a half dozen targets in the last two games. So um, I think that that's fine. I'm I'm very curious uh, about sort of whether TJ is going to Alan Robinson and uh, thoughts on one Mr. Mike Davis, because if we are, if we're excited about uh, Miles Sanders, then we gotta be pretty excited about Mike Davis.
1: Oh, hold on. We're not excited about Miles Sanders. <laughs> but uh honestly uh of the two backs in this game i do prefer montgomery uh i like the price a lot better it's it, it's less prohibitive but i think they're both fantastic plays uh my top play for each side in this game is the running back but uh a-, a rob i believe is now going to be a weekly play uh matchup independent it doesn't matter he has to be a part of your build but uh this week Uh, Montgomery will be a larger part for me on the Chicago side.
3: Robinson had 16 targets last week. I knew he had 10 catches, but I didn't realize he had 16 targets.
1: And there you have it every single week.
3: Oh man. That's, that's just, that's just chef's kiss right there. Um, But yeah, like, can you imagine being like, no guys, like really, I really think that running backs matter. I think that, I think that that, there are certain running backs that make a difference. And then you see Mike Davis just be Christian McCaffrey.
2: Yeah. I mean, literally 10 targets this past (laughs) week and he caught nine of them. Um, As, as long as McCaffrey's out, you plug him in. (laughs) Coach, coach rule said that as of right now, they don't expect to activate Christian McCaffrey this week. So you're probably another week away. Uh, So get Mike Davis in there while he's priced in an area that'll be between, twelve to fifteen hundred dollars less than you'll see mccaffrey wait,
3: wait he's two hundred dollars less than alexander madison
2: <laughs> that is fantastic that is truly fantastic um, Oh god guys real quick on the passing game here dj moore four for 93 had a long touchdown most of the production came on that touchdown pass he's at fifty nine hundred dollars but uh, TJ said it last week. He's concerned that it's it's uh, there's a number one wide receiver there, and it's it's Robbie Anderson, thirteen targets last week after eleven the week before, and regardless of Moore's long touchdown, he outscored DJ Moore again. So it, Robbie Anderson's uh, approaching lock into cash lineup status. Matt, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, there there's nothing better that you can do for your career then get away from adam gase that's been <laughs> that's been very clear uh for for a couple different situations now um yeah look i mean i i think that they can i think they can both be viable i think they are both going to be valuable in certain weeks but you can't like you can't just be like nah i'm not playing robbie anderson like he's he's just seeing too much work and it's it's you know it's valuable work they're they're high Uh, you know, high probability targets, and he, you know, he has something with Bridgewater that you can't really uh, necessarily quantify, but it's there. And uh, if you're just going to be like, no, it's Robbie Anderson, then you're a fish, and you just need to send me head-to-heads.
2: TJ, anything before we move on to the Broncos and the Patriots? No,
1: I'm on board with everything there.
2: Ian Thomas, $2,900. Decent matchup against the 24th ranked tight end defense. Again, you know, a cheap tight end option for you.
3: I think we're just playing Irv.
2: Yeah, if we're going down there, it's definitely Irv. Irv. I love it. Beautiful. All right. Broncos and Patriots is a big uh, plus 10 number here. The Broncos are getting 10 points in a 45-point total, which means we don't expect the Broncos to score a lot of points in this game. Uh, Melvin Gordon graced us with the first DUI of the season uh, for an NFL player. So I don't understand that. I mean, it's COVID times. We understand all the issues that are going out. He was out somewhere driving drunk. So it's not See a great – See what Driscoll
1: and match. Rippin will do to a man?
2: Yeah, sit and drive man to drink. Um, it's not a great matchup against the Patriots run defense, but if he – he's going to miss the game. They're saying nothing's been determined yet. He's going to miss this game and likely the four to follow it or three to follow it. Philip Lindsay at forty three hundred dollars should see a lot of work in this game. Is he somebody you want to get in against this Patriots defense, Matt?
3: I mean, yeah. If 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 Gordon isn't playing at all, um, I I think you can. I think you could take a stab there. I don't. I don't know necessarily that I'm going to be like, let me uh, let me throw him into my cash lineup. But I think you you definitely need. Uh, some exposure just because how many viable, how many $4,300 starting running backs are there? Like we had Dalvin cook die and Alvin Madison is, you know, $3,000 more expensive than Lindsay. So, <laughs> um, and it's a similar ish situation. So um, I-, I think, I think you could probably make, make an argument for a flyer. there. not like, not a lock button play by any means, but um, yeah, I would probably throw him in a lineup.
1: i'm on the other side i think there's almost zero chance that they hold melvin out this week okay uh we're looking at a situation where we know for a fact the league is going to take games away and for the team to just pile on top of that when they know the future games are coming i don't think that makes a whole lot of sense especially without letting the legal process play out um if he's out, though, like you said, 4,300, sure, I'm in. I mean, I hate Lindsey, but sure, I'm absolutely 100% in. Uh, even if, Regardless of that side, though, if we flip to the other side of the ball, and uh, on Denver, I don't think there's a single passing game player I want to play under any circumstance. But uh, on the other side of the ball, I, I think Damian Harris is completely at play, particularly in a game that they are uh, protecting a lead. Where you guys out on that?
2: Yeah, we have seen him get 17 carries for exactly 100 yards before the uh, impromptu bye week that came up. Um, so, yeah, I believe he's at five thousand dollars. It's um, it's a a great play, Matt. What do you feel? It's-,
3: it's just it's just not my brand. I can't I can't in good conscience uh, play somebody on DraftKings.com that is not going to catch a ball that is thrown in the air.
1: Well, he's not, not even- Sony. We don't know
3: for sure. I mean we kinda know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. listen. Yeah. We'll have, fair, to, fair. We'll, we'll have to bring back the uh the, the, the host matchup this week, the three team the three play host matchup and uh TJ will have to put Harrison and Matt will not and we'll see how that goes. Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. Let's let's all three make 150. i don't know if i got the time okay if if
3: you have to if you have to lock in harris in all 150 then fine (laughs) Uh, this is off the rails now off the rails completely
2: (laughs) (laughs) only other note we could have is that cam newton will be back at practice on thursday and at 6500 is kind of a cheapish play at quarterback so and uh, cam's one of those guys who you could play naked so Uh, I don't love a lot of the pass targets in this game for him, but uh, something to consider to build some lineups
3: around. Wait, we we got Demir Bird week snatched from us last week, Sal. It was just delayed a week.
2: Oh, okay. Well, listen, what is he coming in at, man? I don't have him down. (laughs) He's
3: 3,500.
2: Oh, well, listen, let's stack away.
3: Him and Irv, and then you just do whatever else you want.
2: Guys, there's—I—I I, am I wrong? There's only two late games this week. There's only two games on on the four o'clock slate this uh-huh. week, and uh, the first one is a doozy—the old NFC—I'm sorry, AFC East uh, rivalry with the Adam Gaseless Jets. I mean, no, he's still there. That's right. I'm sorry, it was Le'Veon Bell they chose to get rid of. What a smart team they are over there in uh, in Jetsville. Adam Gase still there, Le'Veon Bell. Listen, Le'Veon Bell was an absolute jerk and a tool, and he deserves to be sent out of there, but they should have both been sent uh, away. It's just I feel so bad. When, when Giant fans are laughing at Jet fans like Matt is doing right now, you know things are bad.
3: Don't worry, we're going to lose to Kyle Allen this week, so you'll uh, you'll feel better no matter what happens.
2: Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, listen, the last four weeks, here are his numbers. 27.3, 25.2, 26.3, and 30.6. He's $5,900. The rumor was that Tua might be coming soon, but he's putting that off. He's saying, no, goddamn way, I'm continuing to play here. And we've we've seen other mediocre quarterbacks have good games against this Jets offense. So, TJ, is Ryan Fitzpatrick a guy you could picture going back to the well with this week?
1: Without question. I mean, there's just no denying what he's doing. He's playing. He's not playing at the highest of levels, but he's playing at a level that's getting it done. Uh, We finally saw Preston Williams get involved last week, which means there's multiple receivers to go with. Uh, Gaskin is pretty established here as well. You have a lot of options on this Miami offense this week. And Fitzpatrick's actually a guy you could easily double stack with if you so choose. And I know we'll get there, but there isn't obvious game stack on the other side too
2: (laughs) well definitely get there but uh gaskin uh they jordan howard was a scratch last week a healthy scratch and so now gaskin's getting goal line work he had five receptions he is one of the few true all-around backs that we have in the nfl right now that's miles gaskin people uh maddie before we get over to the the obvious stack as tj called it you have anything to add about the
0: dolphins
3: uh, no, no, that's it. I it's it's obvious in the sense that there's literally nobody else to play that wears a green uniform. <laughs> so go ahead, TJ.
2: <laughs> oh, you guys can't laugh again. You laughed last.
1: Nope,
3: one.
2: I'm done laughing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we're talking about
1: Jameson Crowder, still only 6,100. Uh, still one of the most secure roles, uh, for a wide receiver in football. And I know that's gross to say, I know it's an Adam Gase team. Uh, I know we're going to probably get Flacco again, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Crowder, uh, I believe, oh, no, he got a second touchdown of the season last week. Uh, His floor games so far this season have been 10 targets, 7 catches, 104 yards, uh, no touchdown in one game. But he's hit the DK bonus in every game. He's had double-digit targets in every game. That's going to continue, and he's going to continue to produce. And at a high catch count because he's not a guy that's going to do four for a hundred. He's a guy that's going to do eight for a hundred. So we're just going to keep playing Crowder every week, every single week. And I mean, he's Matt. You're going to hate this. He's essentially a Rob but cheaper.
2: Well, oh, that's, that's a think face. If you're listening to this,
3: that's not, not, not even, even remotely true. <laughs>
2: Oh boy. Well, let's see. If it does, if happens one more week, I might have to start taking TJ's side of that. But yeah, uh 10, 10, and 13. Those are his targets of the three games that he played this year. And uh 28.6, 20.4, and 27.5 DK totals. Um, so just really really paying off for for his cost so far this year. Let's let's get to the last game Can on Did we even note
1: that his best game was with Flacco? Yeah,
3: Crowder, what stud. a guy, that's what a guy,
2: Super Bowl champion, Joe Flacco. Uh The final game on the week. Oh, wait, game. real quick.
3: Worth noting, Chris Hogan is also on IR. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that target competition. <laughs> sure, just wanted it. to make sure we got that note in there.
1: <laughs> All right. So the Ber- Braxton Berrios uh, breakout continues. Oh my Whoa. God.
3: Imagine if Berrios has like a Claypool game this week. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> would you be? <make?
1: laughs> uh, I mean, it's not that it couldn't
2: happen. <laughs> it is I Miami the, stuff. I think the guy you have to keep an eye on again is Jeff Smith. We brought him up. He saw a lot of targets, including he dropped a touchdown. He dropped passes last week. One was in the end zone, um, but he saw a, lot, a decent amount of targets. So that's the I'm, guy.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm not like a. I'm not like a team watch the tape kind of guy, but he saw. I mean, he had to have seen at least three end zone targets last week. Uh, I was like, holy shit, like what's happening? Very interesting. Yeah.
2: All right, last game on the slate is uh, another high total, and this one seems a little bit more justified than some of the other ones at 54.5, and that is the Green Bay Packers fresh off of a rest uh, bye week taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Devontae Adams is healthy. He's ready to roll. He comes in as the highest-priced player on a slate at $8,000. We've seen what could do, TJ. Does the $8,000 price tag scare you off?
1: I mean, no. I, I think he's safe, but I'm not going to play an egregious amount of him at that price. Um, we've now seen the emergence of Tanyan, and it very much feels like he's going to be the second option on this offense going forward in the passing game, uh, at least in a 2A, 2B situation with the backs. And I don't even know if you can put Aaron Jones up there because Jamal Williams can been getting plenty of work too. So I will say that I think Tanya is going to be the second option on this offense. I don't know what that does to Devontae's target share. You know, I, I don't know if we're going to see them. What did he have, 18 targets week one, 19? You know, that – that target share is just going to make him smash, obviously, but how much does that continue? I think we're gonna learn quite a bit this week. Uh what about you, Matt?
3: I mean, even with without Adams, like what did Tanyan see? Like six targets? I mean, sure, maybe he's not gonna see 17 or 18 targets again, but he's still gonna see like a dozen targets, like at worst. So I like I think it's fine. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is playing like uh Aaron Rodgers fans think that he's been playing for the last 5 years uh so that's a, so that's a good thing um uh yeah i mean you you can you can stack him up with Tyron and you could stack him up with Adams you could do both um i mean if you if you want to get a, a little wacky you could probably uh, you know, contrarian play uh, Aaron Jones, if you really felt like it, but like he saw like he was only on the field for like half the snaps uh, in that Falcons game and they won like they won going away. They won by two scores. Like you would think that they would be sort of prioritizing him uh, and they just for whatever reason in certain games don't. Um, so he's a little, it's Four a little scary. K,
1: Jamal Williams dropped 18 as well.
3: So yeah, I, I think you can, you can stack this game up, uh, you know, a million different ways. Um, I don't know that I'm going to have any Aaron Jones, but I will definitely have uh, some Tanya and some Adams for sure.
2: Well, over on the other side, we're back to having the banged up wide receivers. Godwin who has been banged up seemingly all season was limited in practice on Wednesday. and, And now Mike Evans with the ankle again, did not practice at all, I listen. Uh, Evans, there's no doubt about it that when he's been out there, he's paid off, um, with touchdown volume that's you know almost Will Fuller esque at this point. But uh, it gotta be a little uh leery of putting those. I, I don't know if Godwin's gonna play, but Evans back out there again because sooner or later it's gonna catch up to him. Um, $6,900 is, I mean, if, if these guys were healthy at their price. They'd be steals, but uh, I think the guy we go back to on the Tampa Bay offense is uh, Rojo at twenty at six thousand dollars against the twenty seventh ranked run defense. And uh, you know Leonard Fournette was active last week, but you would have known it because he didn't. Active. He didn't see a carry. Um, active air quotes. Uh, so let's wrap it up with the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. TJ, who who do you like over there, and why is it Ronald Jones?
1: All right, good pod guys. I'm out of here.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, no, definitely no Rojo for me this week, uh, or, or any week. Uh, on the Tampa side, for the wide receivers, uh, it's Godwin if he plays, it's probably no one if he doesn't. I don't know how many one yard touchdowns Evans can continue to get. Uh, my favorite play on the Tampa side this week is actually someone priced a little higher than I thought he would be. And it's Cameron Braid. Uh, I think he has potential to it, it truly, if he sees those six, eight targets, he's a guy that could flirt with the DK bonus and definitely a guy could find a touchdown. Where you at, Matt?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of with you there. Like you, you know, a month ago you would be like, yeah, just, uh, just, just, just play Scotty Miller at forty two hundred. That makes that makes a ton of sense. And then he was on the field for forty five snaps last week, and didn't, Tom Brady didn't even like pretend that he was around. Like not even a target. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like if if Godwin's active, I'm probably running back. You know, doing like correlations with with Tanya and and Godwin or. Uh, with Adams and Tanya and and, and kind of leaving it there, honestly.
2: All right, guys. If there's nothing else to add to this game, that is it. We've taken you all the way through the week six slate on the On the Daily DFS podcast. You can find us once again on Twitter at on the daily DFS. You can find me at SalitoFF. You can find my co-host at Matt Jones T F R N at TJ Calkins. We'll be here every Wednesday night live and then in your podcast feeds on Thursday morning going forward to help lead you through the the main slate and get you into the green. We'll see you back in a week.